Hello, everybody, and welcome to a brand new episode of The Chat. As always, I'm your panel moderator, Casey Hutchison. And let me tell you, soap fans, you clearly know the news that we need to discuss tonight. But before we get into everything, let's check in on our co-host. Alan, how are you? I'm amazing. They fired frog face. Alrighty, and <laughs> Tiggs. How are you? I'm employed, so I'm fine. I can't with any of you right now. Um, <laughs> Rodrigo, how are you? I'm doing Donnie Bo as amazing today. Thank you. D. Oh, no, you got a you got a job, Rodrigo. <laughs> Miss D, how are you? <laughs> Yes, I am humming Dixie right now. I sure the fuck am. Yes, I am. I'm feeling amazing, Casey. Gainfully employed. How are you? Uh, I'm doing quite well. Um, you know, unlike Donnie Boaz, I have to wake up for work tomorrow morning. Um, so anyway, before <laughs> we get into any other topic, I just feel that we have to address what everybody was talking about uh, the past few days. And of course, that is Donnie Boaz being let go from The Young and the Restless. Um, oh! He was in the got fired on his day the off. Chancellor, the Greg got fired on his day off. Okay, hold on. <laughs> hold on. Everybody will have a chance to speak. My God. <laughs> it's like letting the dogs loose. <laughs> oh, this messy show. So anyway, I think the honor to speak on this topic first should go to the one and the only Alan Sarapa. Alan, go ahead, baby. The floor is yours. Yes, I am the president of the Fire Donnie Boas Club. From the day I discovered he was a fucking MAGA, I was on that neck. But anyway, I think it's hilarious that the only why not actor who responded to his oh why not fired post on Instagram was Daniel Goddard doesn't even work there anymore. Nelson Nelson Branco went on about how oh Donnie Boas is so liked. And not one damn current actor supported him. Not one. And he even had the audacity to tag Missy Ordway. Like, what do you want her to do? <laughs> um, so anyway, I think it's safe to say. That cast because what, like nine people got fired after being paired with her? Something like that? I know, look, she's the Chad Duel of that show. <laughs> um, so anyway, of course, we saw... Donnie Boaz's <laughs> career suicide post on the Instagram, which he edited multiple times um, in multiple different drafts. But one thing that stuck out, of course, to everybody, and <laughs> it just boggles my mind, is he says, I was told they weren't going to recast. <laughs> um, <laughs> Boy, I didn't, <laughs> I like you know nothing about the soap opera business, boy. He knows nothing about the soap opera business. He was he was a recast. 
he was a recast himself. Does he not get that? Like he was a recast of a recast of a recast. Like <laughs> Warren, I should have just told them what they usually tell people when they get recast. We're taking the character in a new direction. Storyline dictated. Storyline dictated. Don't you ever. Yep. You know what? what? They usually tell you. But how do you know that's not what they told him and he just put whatever he wanted to put? First of all, I was not reading. He was like a liar. I was not reading that long ass Instagram that post. Was a, that was a dissertation. <laughs> that was a goddamn Nobody dissertation right there. No he reminded me of he reminded me of Martin Luther in the 16th century nailing his grievances to the Catholic Church door. <laughs> he was just going about everything. And you know what I found fired. Yeah, what I found to be most shocking is at the end of the day again like alan said does he wonder why he got fired like my god clearly he is a problematic individual um allegedly Mm. Uh, so i I think we can drop allegedly i don't like how he tried to drag four other con allegedly four other contract players are getting let go to not just him allegedly Let's see how much that's Here's the thing. They say that shit all the time. Because what they did, allegedly, Lord, hear me saying allegedly, we all know what they did is just tell him some BS information to get his ass out the door and depart as gracefully as possible. Yet he's the one posting the Instagram rant and getting Karen, Lord, I was about to say Texas, but D, I don't want to do you like that, sweetheart. Um, you That's know, my state for the most part. Let's keep it real. <laughs> I you mean, know, Karen Smith, eighty nine, Donnie Boas, sixty nine. Me, you know, all riled up over. So- and what boggled my mind the most is the people who were like, "Oh, this is a huge mistake." I'm like, that boy was not Erica Slazak or a Susan, and he is not a boy. Let's start with that. Or, well, he, he sure as hell acts like one on social media. No, he acts like a toddler on social media, but Brody's got saying, better social media manners, and Brody don't even have a social media account. Mm. And for those of you who don't know, Brody is my nephew; he's five. So there's the context. <laughs> <sighs> um, but anyway, so Tiggs, <clears throat> Mister Tiggs, tell us your overall thoughts. Good riddance to bad rubbish. Bye, motherfucker. Take your ass over there to the Hallmark Channel. They'll hire you. They'll hire any goddamn bigot. So you take your ass over there and see what they got going on for you. Maybe he can play Connie Selica's uncle in some movie. Shit. He'll play the new (laughs) lover for Candace Cameron. (laughs) Exactly. He'll be fine. I, I mean... Nobody liked him in that role. I, I had never seen that one Chance fan. The only time I saw anybody say anything positive about Chance is when Justin Gaston was pitching. That's it. I never saw anybody just say, oh, he's so he's so sexy. He's so romantic. Him and Abby are the future of the show. Diggs, are you not on Wyandar's Facebook page? Oh, all them damn racist people? Hell no. That's why I don't be on there. I don't have. I don't have. They think he's the best thing since Gene Cooper herself. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) I'm getting wet for him. Yes. Oh, I'm pretty sure. 
They they probably do they because he they think he wear Confederate flag jock straps. I just want to know who they gonna get. They could have just went back and got Justin Gaston, but that's too much like right. We can't have nice things. So I'm just praying that the next one looks age appropriate, has chemistry with Melissa Ordway, and just shuts the fuck up on social media and looks. Well, pretty. then you better put a whole prayer circle with candles and everything going to find somebody with Melissa Ordway, because I swear to God, Sean Dominic thought I was playing when I told him he dodged a bullet. Now I think he realizes I meant what I said, and I said what I meant. Well, so, you know, what's interesting, who is Wyandar's casting director nowadays? Does anybody know who the head of their casting department is? Because I have a complaint. (laughs) Yeah, okay, because I want to file something. With, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the only casting directors I know is Marnie Saida at Days, the and legendary Mark Teshner at Tesner. GH. Yeah. Oh, and um, you know, Frank Valentini because you know he like to find motherfuckers in the Whole Foods parking lot and just tell Marco, "You gonna cast this one?" Neat, neat. Who well, you gonna Frank, play? <laughs> well, Frank hasn't been at for Whole Foods for a while because his casting has been a little bit on point these days. I think Mark has been doing the casting these days, but unless yeah, you black, because that temporary tagger was full of shit. And so well, was that temporary Jordan. <laughs> those we those were, were emergencies. Like... Those were emergencies. Those were emergency recasts. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to see the temporary Jordan. Was so like, Bartley, but. Lord, no, Rodrigo, look, I know that GH is the best soap right now, but no, darling, don't be trying to give them anything because they can't recast black people for six weeks. <laughs> like, uh-uh. I mean... And, oh, and then they don't even show them on go? screen. They don't wish that little girl playing Valerie a happy birthday. We ain't seen her motherfucking ass <laughs> before COVID. I, I was like, about. who was that? I straight up look like, who is oh, that? Like, we were sitting up there, who is that? <laughs> Which, they really think all happened. black people look alike. That's what they do. I can't wait till I catch up and see this little temporary Jordan they got because you know me talking shit. Tiggs, why do you hate all the black people? I don't hate all the black people. I just don't like Jordan in the pixie. <laughs> Sue me. Oh Lord. Um, so anyway, back to Donnie Boas. Um <laughs> this conversation has gone in so many different directions. <laughs> um so D. Let's talk about Chance and Abby's storyline right now. Girl. Um, <laughs> what do you Where's think? Where's the fast forward button on this conversation? <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? Okay, where's the fast forward button? Because that's what I do on, on the daily. But go what on, do ask you your think question. the story will <laughs> turn into? Do you think the story will go in another direction with the new Chance there? Okay, first off, I want each and every one of you hookers on this podcast to um, bow down because I told you way back on day one that he was getting fired and none of you hoes have acknowledged the fact that I'm the and one you who told, told us you way back. You told us never to say anything, D. Mm. Valentini. So no, I'm talking about, no, I'm staying up in this group chat. Let's as far <laughs> as- Real quick, D, real nice. quick. Let, let, let me try and be nice. You're, you're cutting like, out a little bit. Nice. Okay. <laughs> Well, that's because no, no, I'm hiding. The, I'm, I'm, in, I'm in the Donnie Boaz Witness Protection Program <laughs> from, his, from his fans. So you're in the Hallmark Studios parking lot right now? <laughs> no, D, thank you. You okay, did give us the heads exactly. up. So, you did. You did give us the heads you up. Did, even, even yeah, so for everybody wanting to know. We had a whole party. 
Yes, D was yeah. the one who let the news out to us, told us not to say anything. Now she wants to Should act on this did. podcast. And so anyway, yes, all credit to D. Okay, I act all day, every day, but as opposed to the person I'm about to talk about. Anyway, when it comes down to Abby um, and her husband and his bad swimmers and her bad uterus, uh, bye, Chance can disappear. Chance is going to disappear because one of two things is going to happen. He's going to get into his manly feelings and pull a billy and just like take off because he can't deal with the fact, you know, manhood issues or whatever, or else he's going to disappear like on some FBI assignment or something. And then we're going to get in a, we're going to get a suitable, hopefully age appropriate, hopefully looks appropriate chancellor at another time. That is what I'm willing into existence. I'm speaking this into existence. Yeah, that's what's going to happen. Or you know, if, you know, Philip had surgery a couple months back. Philip gonna relapse or something. He gonna have to go to Australia. Exactly, or something weird is gonna happen. All I know is how many men have been sacrificed at the altar of Abby. Of, of Abby, mm. I mean, at what point are we gonna take into account the fact that this character really and truly has not worked since Emmy was playing her and keep it moving? I mean, hey, let's, I would let's, love it. I would love Let's it if just Emmy be honest. came back. I, I would love it if Emmy came back. I would love it if Julie Berman came on before GH get to call on her ass back. Hell, I would love if Jennifer Finnegan brought her ass. But here's Somebody. the thing. Those are all great actresses, but a great actress doesn't mean that the writing is great. You know, we've seen all but of them. But if you're going to jam, if you're going to jam Abby down my throat, at least get someone that knows how to act. I mean, how and many I disagree. shows have I trashed? think Melissa isn't the greatest, but I think she's good, and she certainly has grown since 2012. Yes, I mean, sure was mad. But, but the thing is, Casey, yeah, just like Chad Duell's a good actor, but it's like he's been how in, many how people are going to be sacrificed? Yeah, and like they're good, every, but like I've always said, good serviceable actors. actors. They're serviceable Look. actors. They they meet a quota, but when you have a Julie Berman or a goddamn Jennifer Finnegan. Emmy winners. You can make anything work. You can make anything work. They got that Slayzak type shit. As long Look as they got the chemistry trash. with they, as long as they got chemistry with the man they went, goddamn it, they don't they sell can, it. They're they can talk about it. charming, goddamn it, and it's going. I mean, work. look at Days of Our Lives. Look at some of these trash storylines happening. But if you have a good actress, you can make it work. Hello, yep. any soap opera you name, if you have a good actress, you can make anything work. So, I mean, look. I'm at, just saying it. Look at how Kim many Zuck. people? How many people are going to be sacrificed until we realize maybe the dudes aren't the problem? I'm just saying that's something they might want to take a look at. Some sort. I have to disagree because it is the right. They have built up none of Abby's romantic pairings except Stitch. Stitch was the only one they were ever invested in, and in my opinion, Melissa and what's that dude's name that played Stitch? Um, Sean Kerrigan. Kerrigan. Yeah. Sean Kerrigan. They had chemistry. And hell, he, that was by accident. We just Emmy, that was completely by accident. Lord, I almost called her. Stitch. I almost said Emmy Ryland, Lord. Uh, <laughs> we heard Melissa you. We're Ordway, to Melissa Ordway had chemistry with her real life husband. But at the end of the day, they decided to bring Donnie back and not put her real life husband in there. So they yeah, I'm not gonna. Contract, I'm, gonna finish out his contract. I'm not gonna live. Contract. You know, I'm not gonna put everything on Melissa like y'all because Melissa is a good actress, and you know, yes, 
chemistry is a huge problem on Bill Bell's The Young and the Restless that was built on romance and family. However, when the writing's not there, you can't blame her for that. It's it's 50-50 in my opinion. It's 50% no. writing, 50% chemistry. It's 70-30 and I teach math. One's got to get it. So I'm telling yeah, you. I mean, I mean, cause you got to see, look, look, look at Lulu on GH. They haven't known what to do with Lulu in damn near 10 years. But Emmy Ryland made that shit work for eight years. It ain't like, Lulu was like Barbie. She was a reporter. She so was let me a, ask you this though. What Lord, and when I say what chance, I ain't mean on who of chance, but what chance have they given Melissa Ordway in terms of a chances? No, how many so many many men? Hold on, let me finish. That wasn't my full question. What chances have they given her in terms of a romantic three act long story besides Stitch? Well, like I said, with Stitch. That was by accident. Everybody likes Stitch. Hell, we wanted him to be Paul and Nikki something. Which shit. he should have been. Amen. And, and it's yes. like, and at the end of the day, shit, Ashley should have took that motherfucker away from Abby because he had more chemistry with Eileen. Mm. So, he really I mean, did. Yeah, for okay. But I mean... But be true. I, I, I will right. give it to you. This I is don't tune in. I don't, in I don't tune in for okay actresses. I'm sorry, yeah. I don't. I don't get excited for okay. But actresses. this is what Melissa has had to deal with. Let's go down Abby's romantic past since Melissa's been there. So we had Jed Clampett Bassett Hound. Shout out to Alan. We've had a retconned affair where she got to film three flashbacks with Matthew Atkinson. We've had Stitch. We've had well. No, Carmine if wasn't got, if, if you ain't got chemistry with Matthew Atkinson, you might as well hang it up. That was when Matthew Atkinson didn't know where he was on the set of the Bruh, bruh. Now I mean, he still knows know, where he is. Well, no, but, but Casey, was, he couldn't act back then, but he had chemistry with Hunter King. He sure did. I did like that, yeah. Mm, like, yeah. The defense rests here on it. I kind of get exactly. where Casey is saying about Abby. the right. Because with the writing, the writing Abby is Abby is forty, and they keep writing her like this vapid ass twenty five year old. Yeah, they took that naked heiress bullshit, and they won't let it go. Like it's she like really let it has become, <laughs> which you know, yeah, I have to tie it back to the writing and the and I will side with you guys on the acting portion of it under Melissa's tenure. They have never understood what they want this character to be. Much mm-hmm. like under Emmy's tenure at General Hospital, they never quite understood or could figure out what they wanted Lulu to be. But, Which was so stupid. It was written yeah. right there. Ridiculous. She looks like Laura, but she acts like Luke. It was Perfect. always there. Now, Abby never had a personality. Abby was just always kind of vapid and just existing. The character of Abby. Left in the Petri dish. The character Abby. Left in the Petri We don't even know. She is, she is Victor. She is Victor and Ashley's daughter. I I couldn't even tell which side of her was Victor, which side of her was Ashley. Like they gave her no personality. And this is the, like I've said before, this is the easiest character to yep. write in. The I country. will say the to easiest. Pratt's credit, though, and I don't want. Are we crediting Pratt? What are we I doing? know I don't want to give that man anything. However, oh my God. <laughs> to, oh, the apocalypse is nigh. To his credit, but at least Pratt had her doing something. Pratt yeah, had her doing Pratt something. Decided to explore her as an independent businesswoman, which I loved. Remember, Abby blew up some 
big reality deal at Newman Enterprises. And, you know, she was also caught in the war when she bought out Jack's loan at Jabot. And that was all some of the best Abbey material Ordway has had. And, you know, the miscarriage, I thought Ordway was brilliant in that storyline. You know, the scene where she was going crazy, opening all the gifts on the bed and Ashley comes in and she was like, I know what you're going through. Like, so somehow Charles Pratt Jr. gave Melissa Ordway her best material as Abby. And I don't know how, but it happened. <laughs> I, well, I wanted for her, I wanted for her, well, not with Melissa, because I don't think Melissa got it. But with, with like a Julie Berman or Jennifer Finnegan, I wanted her just to become a beast. Give us what Victoria was supposed to be because Amelia Hindley. Mm. So like, give us that. And I think this that. show definitely struggled going into the rest of the year. And if Josh is let go anytime soon, the young and the restless has got to understand how to right women again because there is not a single strong woman on that show not even phyllis amanda thank you amanda thank you bye you better leave my girl alone amanda's the only one well even amanda now with only half of a backbone even amanda yeah amanda and i get the i get where the story is going but amanda needed all of devon's connections to help find her birth mother i was like really amanda a smart lawyer can't do that by herself like girl go please steal uh, records and stuff like that use those billions but i'm just saying no they don't know how to write strong women they no. for the most part Nikki i mean i'm enjoying lily for the first time in forever okay I mean, Nick, Nick, does nikki even on the show is nikki even on the show anymore we we saw nikki more like, when sony was playing with melody's money 10 years ago and we didn't see her for six months Melody is still viable and in her 60s. Like, give Melody something to do. She doesn't always have to yell at Victor about taking Adam's side or ask Victor if he wants to go on vacations. I'm so upset about it. Twitter, Josh Griffith does not give a fuck about Melody Thomas Scott. No, Melody's sitting here like, pay me, boy. And, you know, to Melody's credit, you know, Tiggs, you brought up under the Maria era where they had problems bringing her on because mm-hmm. of the budget. But that was because they blew her guarantee. So that was because Maria wanted to use her too much, which, you know, is no such thing when it comes to Melody Thomas Scott, in my opinion. But, <laughs> you know, it's just crazy what this show has become. But trash. That was Prayer a long, circle. That was a very tangible discussion. Prayer circle. Boring. Prayer circle. <laughs> I can't. I can't Joel even Boss. do this show. No I will more. say the I one bright not. spot. Okay. So let's go around the panel here and say one good thing about The Young and the Restless that you think has potential if the show gets back on track. Tiggs, we'll start with you. Um, Faith, Monique, Shane, Quisha, Newman. Stop. <laughs> uh, I don't care about her and the black folk and Sharon. Rodrigo, what about you? Devon, Amanda, Nate, and Elena. The black if folk. They would, if they would go back to the fucking drawing board of where this shit started with Nate, Drew, Malcolm, and Olivia, if they go back to that shit, it could be such a wonderful thing. Now, Devon, I, I love the directions going to. Devon is sleeping with Elena. Then he, spoiler alert, he's going to sleep with Amanda next week. 
And that is some good shit. But the way Josh is writing it is boring as shit. It's not scandalous enough. It's not. Wait, is Elena, just, Elena and Nate even together? Yeah. They are together. No. I mean, they are like getting back dating or, or whatever. Some weird dance, whatever. But like. Has she slept with him again since then? Oh, yeah. The, well, yes. they did all that stuff where she was like, oh, my God, I got us a room at the Grand Phoenix. I'm like, why'd you get a room when he lives Can there? she please get pregnant? Please. She's gonna get pregnant. It's there. Yeah, she's gonna now, have to get the only thing that would, The only thing that would be worse would be if Devon had hood twins and ah, he had both of them pregnant. No. Okay, see, now, ah. see I, don't, I, I almost don't mind that. Can, can, I'm can just that saying. Happen? Now, Devon got them both then, pregnant? D, is that the title of the podcast? Probably. <laughs> I would love that he can both pregnant and Elena lose her baby and snatch up Amanda. Oh, that. see, that would be good because, you know, <laughs> Devon <laughs> would clearly feel more of an attachment to Amanda's baby because he never got his baby with Hillary. So, yep. ooh, ooh, exactly. twins. Oh, that I would. would you know what she could do? Um, no, oh, I would have Nate steal the when goddamn she's, baby. No, have even Elena know. steal I would have it. Nate steal that fucking baby. Have Elena Nate. steal it because she is a woman at a hospital and she's on the run and everything. And who finds her? Sheila Carter. Elena. I think you're going to find somebody to put Sheila oh, in no. Elena, what are you doing with this baby? Oh my God, that's oh, just what I did. Uh, uh, keep, no, keep, keep, keep avocado away from that. No, we don't want that. No. <laughs> but I'm trying to save a show that doesn't have any ratings anymore. No, so that's how Sheila Carter. She's she's still serving French fries at Pertucci's. No, she's not Pertucci. coming back nowhere. <laughs> Get out of she's, here! You know that's hell, She's <laughs> she's still serving salad and soup and bread at Olga. I don't even know what the fuck. <laughs> They did with Sheila, but she's still serving food. No, but there you go. We get it. She's at the Portillo's serving hot dogs and french fries. <laughs> you know, that's oh what God. you, that is how you write a soap opera. That, oh Lord, geez. That is how you get 5 million people to watch the show again instead of two. That's all I'm saying. Uh, so Alan, anyway, let's go to you. What's your one kind of bright spot about Lyndar? because I am living for Chelsea's cut queen Shadow fantasies. I want Shadow to fuck it. I want Chelsea to see them in her fucking wheelchair. Oh my god, Alan. That's, they have to do it. That's what they have to do. <laughs> no, no, somebody to push Chelsea down the stairs in that wheelchair. I'm so the Sharon, you know what? I'm so tired of Blinky. I'm so tired of her. I cannot. Look, okay. Oh, I'm sorry. Or am I supposed to call her wheels? We haven't decided. Uh, like no, oh my God, not wheels. Oh, oh. So, you know what, Shadow fans, we are some petty bitches, okay? And we are living right now. Please I make sure you tag scene. my people up off in here so they'll know. I just loved that scene um, a few months ago where Adam was in Crimson Lights and they had Faith confront him about everything. And Olivia Allen Lynn, that little girl, that queen in training, <laughs> he was matching Mark Grossman in scenes. Mark Grossman was probably like, who's this little girl? Like, what's going on here? Oh, she's great. Dee, what's your one bright spot about Lionheart? 
uh, Summer and Kyle, it's about to get messy. At first, I was gonna say, you know, the black people, because you know, I love Demanda. That's my that's my parent, and um, all you Seven Eleven fans can kiss it. I don't care. Then Alan brought up Shadow, and I was just like, oh, they're so messy. All my babies are just messy right now, so I'm living. And Chelsea going, all grunting and stuff off in that chair and giving me life <laughs> in ways you will never understand. But I'm just like, I'm like, get mad, girl. We're getting, Shadow fans are living right now because we're getting all this quality content because Chelsea's mind is going nuts and I am enjoying it. I'm like, girl, keep going, keep it going, keep it going. We have our popcorn going, but I'm ready for Summer and Kyle. The little spoilers and stuff that are coming out lets me know the mess is coming, baby, and I am ready. You know, I'm always a Scar fan. I'm always down, but now we're going to have some drama. Theo's coming back. My man Theo coming back, dropping some good tea, and then Sally going to be involved. It's going to be good. So I'm just like, finally, I'm getting just the just gritty, nasty, just funky messiness that I want, and if Devon comes through with some hood twins, I'm not going to know what to do with myself. Cause I have Shadow, I have Skyle, I have Devon being a hoe, and then I need Hillary's ghost to come drag his ass because he's keeping his secret and he didn't broke up with Hillary how many times for keeping secrets and lying? Bruh, I am living right now. You can't tell me nothing. Y'all say that YNR is boring. That's because y'all ain't got an imagination. Our group chats be lit. I'm I didn't saying. say it was boring because I'm liking, you know, I some fans we say it, every week that YNR is boring. Quit playing. I'm, I feel Quit like playing. a mom, some fan. I, I, need to, every I need to zip through like twenty episodes, and I'm just. Like, I know I've got like twenty episodes too. <laughs> <laughs> when you we're, when you, fan, we're, we're you when you see Billy or when you no when you see Billy or Adam, just start fast forwarding. You'll get through in no time because that's most of the there show. There are days mm. of the show. There are days of the show that are really good, and they are the days where. Chance, Billy, and Adam are not on my screen. Um, and I find those days really good. Um, you know, like there was one day that I was watching and, oh, when was it? You know what? It was the um, a few days before the Christmas episode. And there was no Chance, no Adam, no Billy, no mess in this show. And, you know, it was Amanda, you know, giving a call to her birth mom and crying it was Lauren and Jack uh, mentoring Sally, which, you know, Jack's mentoring her in another manner. Um, but, you know, it was really mm-hmm. good. Is that what we're calling it now? He's got a hollow on pop. Well, I'm just saying, you know, and I started to think about the storyline a little bit more. Um, because when I saw what a fan said, a fan said that if you just take away, like, three giant pieces of the show then you ultimately have a better show right away because so if you take away Donnie Boaz oh you have a bit of a better show if you take away Adam being on so much you have a better show because look and I've said this on this podcast before unless you are Erica Slazak, Susan Lucci you don't need a show written around you point blank period um but anyway we'll see what happens on the young and the restless what a mess um twins (laughs) speaking of messes let's talk about wendy williams um no you didn't so no and i only said that d because her documentary was titled what a mess but anyway how you doing um 
did anybody else besides me watch the movie? I watched. I, I, I watched did. it. I watched it. I watched it. What a mess. <laughs> what a mess indeed. All that tea. <laughs> but it was a good It was a good it, movie. It was, it was a, a lot better good, than I thought. I thought I was gonna be like talking trash about it and and like talking shit, but it was good because that little girl, little girl, that young lady, I'm pretty sure we're the same age, playing Wendy, she had Wendy down pat. She ate that roll up. So let's go around the panel here. Tiggs, what did you prefer, the movie or the documentary? Don't be silent for too long. This show's just on audio. No, no, I I, I mean, I I prefer it pretty much for the same thing. It was just a little bit more messier because of Wendy. But yeah, I guess I prefer the documentary. And then D, what about you? Did you prefer the movie or the doc? The documentary. You know, that it I don't know, there's just something about it was just better. There's just a little bit more. It just right. had a little bit more oomph to it. Yeah. Um, Alan, what about you? Movie or doc? Documentary because he went into more detail about like having control and or not wanting to talk to certain people, like firing the security guard. Trying to simulate there's being too close to Wendy and stuff like that. It was just, it was mind-boggling. She went to go on for so long, freaking having a having a woman set up in a place not far from her place, and she stayed with him after that. Ugh. But she explained that, you know. Yeah, I know. That but she still. wanted to, but you know, Alan, I love you, but you're not a parent. You know what I mean? You want different things for your children. He was damn near grown by the time I was Exactly. Look, Kevin was 16. Fuck that. But that can mess <laughs> up. He was in high school. He's under stress. He's trying to get into college. But it's a so like, Casey, that boy probably knew from a young age what it was between his parents. Kids are not stupid. Parents always exactly. Be Honey, I know. My, blah, mom blah, went blah, through, blah. my mother went through her third divorce when I was in high school. So I get where Wendy is coming from because I've lived that era of life where, yeah, you know what's going on, you know, with your parents. However, there's two paychecks involved. There's two people to talk to. When you put aside your differences, you come for your child and you see what your child's needs are. You know, so yeah. In that situation, there wasn't two paychecks low because Wendy was the breadwinner of that household. He, yeah, that's true. One ate, one really good paycheck. <laughs> I'm like, he was getting his, what, 20% off of her or whatever? Like, right. he didn't Kevin, have yeah. anything without her. Kevin was a guard dog with benefits, please. But I, no, exactly. I totally respect Wendy for staying. And, you know, sometimes in order to get the divorce as good as she did, she may have to, you know, had to stuck it out. You know what I mean? To be, you know, a little more plotting about getting everything away from him I still, so I still think he ended up with millions of dollars though I think I read somewhere she had to pay him millions of dollars I, yeah I heard that too I think he TMZ did. reported that or something he might did have but he didn't get it he didn't get as much as he wanted you already know that much like Wendy she protect the coins she gave up the minimum amount she had to give up she did what she had to do she sucked it up until she got her money and now she got her freedom Praise the Lord, hallelujah, do better next time. And you know what I loved about, um, you know, there was one person who came up in my mentions, which he didn't have to. I mean, you don't have to be always welcomed. Um, But anyway, you know, he was saying that this is just another opportunity for her to control the narrative fully and be as phony as ever. And my thing to that is, 
is okay. So clearly you didn't watch because if you watched, she didn't even paint herself in the best light. Right. And she didn't really vilify Kevin like that. No, like, she was open about no, she didn't. in a very horrific way. She was open about how sometimes skeevy she was to get to a certain point in life. And, you know, that's what Wendy Williams say a lot of things about her, but in my opinion, you can never call her a phony because she will talk about herself before anybody else does. That is true. Mm. She will. She drags yeah. herself. Like, you ain't got to drag her because she didn't already did it. I mean, Wendy will always talk about herself first. And I think that's the beauty of Wendy. And, you know, I also enjoyed in the documentary that she allowed everybody to speak freely. You know, like Suzanne, who's been there since the beginning of the show, and Andy Cohen. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, it was good. Oh. I, I, my, right, favorite, my favorite part was when Kima from Togo was on. Oh, <laughs> that was so yeah. good. Oh, oh my God. Shit ever. When you see I the always, slate, I always heard. I always heard that total. I always thought it was a rumor back then because I've been listening. No, to that was since the nineties, and then like they even had a scene in the movie, a total, yes. running, total coming to get her, and then Kima was telling the story exactly as it was told. That's what happened, and I was just like, "Wow, this is amazing!" Like the way I, what I liked about it too is Wendy allowed herself. She's just so raw with it, like the breakdowns and like. She just gave it all. She's doing some type of like, I don't know what she was doing on the couch. She had some kind of contraption all over her, whatever. Yeah, the, the, her, yeah, the, lymphedema. the, the lymphedema machine. Right, right, right. If they don't massage her legs, it gets very swollen. Right. So that just shows you like she is an open book, even especially ever since all this foolishness with Kevin came out, which were rumors for years. And like, you know, when it finally came out, she didn't she didn't hold back. She didn't hide it. She just she face it head on and like like know, her homegirl said she said she could forgive cheating but a baby nope a baby was that that was a different that's a different story i love but, seeing um, lisa in there <laughs> that was so hilarious lisa just shows up <laughs> so i was very i was very i like the documentary better just because it was just more there was more information given given in the documentary the movie just held back too much stuff they didn't really touch upon a lot of stuff that i really wanted them to touch upon but the documentary actually made up for all that and i it was a very enjoyable very enjoyable uh watch for both of them but and that's the documentary, i didn't know when i yeah. thought i'm my girl four hours of wendy i don't know child but i was entertained <laughs> i was like four hours of tea sign me up okay d look we see each other on that because i was not <laughs> like, about look i was I, about I, that life I've got like the internet and apps and all that stuff on the television. So I had bought a live TV app for the seven day free trial just so I could watch Lifetime oh. and watch it live. <laughs> but yeah, so I don't know. It was very good. And, you know, Rodrigo, I was kind of the same way as you at first. I was like, oh, why didn't the movie show this? And then we transitioned to the dock and it picked kind of right up from where the movie left off. So yeah, it was, it was fabulous. It was a really good show. I was, and you know, it's impressed. and you know, it's good when they don't have like a lot. I didn't see a lot of memes on Twitter or anything, or like, nope. like you would usually see with these lifetime movies, especially those, these biographies. But they, I guess people just enjoyed 
they were entertained by it and like I mean I I can't say anything wrong about it. I was I was very entertained by the whole Exactly. Thing. Yeah. Um so anyway, let's move on to another talk show uh which is The View. Um <laughs> Let's talk about everybody's favorite view co-host, Megan McCain. Uh, <laughs> Megan yeah. McCain had some things to say about the legendary Katie Couric uh, when Katie Couric went on a uh, Bill Maher show to talk about how she believes that Trump supporters need to be deprogrammed. Um, now, of course, Megan took the time to go on The View, discuss it with the ladies, and this is what she had to say. Um, in regards to Democrats, what's interesting to me is just I had sort of assumed after President Biden won that the feeling of unity and of coming together would be happening. The Democrats would be wanting Republicans to come together with them to go forward, and <laughs> instead we're tigs. Tigs, <laughs> hold on. <laughs> and instead, we're hearing a lot of language from people like Katie Couric that Republicans like me need to be reprogrammed, that we're brainwashed, that 74 million Americans are basically irredeemable people that we don't need to communicate towards and we don't need to in any way have anything to do with. So let me ask you this. Biden, in my opinion, is working very hard to bring everybody together. But then why was, um, what's that foundling's name in Congress, Marjorie Green or whatever? Why was in the first day she trying to bring a draft of impeachment to everybody? So if we're supposed to be so unified, Meghan McCain, know-it-all princess of Arizona, um, <laughs> idiot, in my opinion, then why are we having things like this where Republicans from day one are so against Biden? So Tiggs, what do you think about all of this? My whole thing is, Katie Keurig said Trump supporters. Um, sweetheart, are you a Trump supporter after that man talked all that shit about your daddy? Your mom ain't. She talks out of, bo she talks out of both sides of her face when it comes to being a Republican and being a Trump supporter. She talks out of both sides of her mouth. Also, we saw today that the COVID relief bill got passed because Democrats got control. Not one Republican voted in favor of giving struggling Americans any damn money. I was watching something the other day. It was like a view flashback. And it was when um, one of the Kardashians, oh my God, I can't remember. I think it was Courtney. It was Courtney who was uh, crying about being alone at 40 and not having any direction in her life. And Megan McCain was like, oh, what does she have to complain about? She's rich. I'm like, aren't you, Megan? Aren't you just another rich white woman like the Kardashians? So Megan, let me ask you this. What is your struggle like the rest of us? Ugh. Her struggle is not having to pay high, not wanting to pay higher taxes. Ugh. I came in. Mm, that's what kills me about Republicans. It's like all Democrats want, well, all, all we want is for, we want equality. We want equality. You motherfuckers don't want equality and y'all don't want to pay higher taxes. Exactly. That's what and, comes down to. You know, I'm so fired up over this right now because I'm so done with Megan McCain. 
And, you know, like Tig said, she's awfully two-faced. You know, she only speaks on whatever suits her. You know, Megan McCain, there have been Republicans on The View before that I could stand. You know, I could stand Elizabeth Hasselbeck because she always made for such great television that she would kind of crack me up and stuff. I really loved Nicole Wallace. But with Megan McCain, I don't know. I can't stand her. And, you know, it doesn't just start with her political affiliations. No, um, she, she's, a, she's, a, she's a petulant child. Like, she's basically like, oh, I can talk shit about Republicans. But, you know, I'm John McCain's daughter. I'm all American. But, no, let the Democrats say something. She'll defend even Trump, who dragged her daddy's name through the mud. Exactly. I, I don't it. understand it. It's Your own like, mother uh, endorsed Biden. How many yes. times that? How many times Whoopi got check that girl? Whoopi got check her all. Everybody has time. to even, even <sighs> Sunny Hostin. Uh, yeah, oh, no, Sunny want to fight her ass. One day stands out. Sunny want to fight her ass. One day stands out in my mind so clearly, and it was when Megan McCain and Sunny were going back and forth on the panel, and Megan McCain said, "Oh, well, that's because you're a Democrat." And Sunny turned in her chair. She held her finger out and she said, I wouldn't make that assumption. And she turned back around and ignored Megan. It's like Megan never knows what she's talking about. Like she never understands it. I mean, and you know, you're going against Katie Couric here, who is a legendary journalist who does know what she's talking about. Not all the time. But in my estimation, 95% of the time, maybe even 98. <laughs> and so anyway, um, D, what are your thoughts on Megan McCain once again lashing out for uh, a headline? Get her ass, D. You know, the, to be honest, I really don't care. I'm so over this chick. I've been over this chick. I'm going to always be over this chick. All she's trying to do is get screen time, trying to get airtime, trying to keep herself relevant. She is basically a poor man's Kardashian. Let's just call it what it is. And I'm just tired of her getting airtime. If they would put Anna Navarro on that show, I would actually watch the V Live every oh, day. I love like, Anna I straight Navarro. Up would. But we don't get that. Instead, and they know Megan drives, she, you know, people watch The View to see one or all of them check her. Like everybody knows their role. They know what they're doing and they're not going to get rid of her. She's going to have to do something real crazy for them to get rid of her. But at this point, I mean, I'm just waiting for Sunny to snatch her up. That's all I'm just holding out for. Because honestly, I don't care about Megan McCain. I haven't cared about that chick in a really long time. And she's a a big old liar. And she blows stuff up. And she, I mean, just admit that your party is trash. They've done some trash things and move on. And she's just not. So I'm, I'm exactly. just over her. And here's the thing. I, you know, I don't mind if she deviates from her mother's political view. I don't. Because, you know, she is to a point in life where she can have a say in what she wants about politics. However, Megan, don't act as though Democrats are completely in the wrong here when domestic terrorists attacked this country, because I watched the episode of The View the day after the Capitol siege happened. 
And she was all upset. She was like, how could they do this? My father would be so upset. I'm like, oh my God, Megan, it's not always about you, girl. And ain't always about you. Ugh. See, they couldn't allow any of us on The View because <laughs> we would check her. Um, Rodrigo, what do you think of all of this? No comment. I don't care about her. Like that beast. <laughs> Moving on. Okay. Alan, you've been awfully quiet on the subject. Well, I just want to say MAGA is basically a cult. Because if you look at all their actions and their beliefs, a lot of them are QAnon, and they basically believe that all Democrats are pedophiles, and Hillary Clinton wore a baby's face on her own face. That's what they actually believe. It is a fucking cult. Point blank, period. It's just insane that they even continue to allow her in the studio, because she isn't even worth watching anymore. You know, when Megan started out, and she was the Republican I was actually happy for her to be there. I was quite interested, but it took about a month for me to be turned off by the brand she was trying to sell. And I'm just, I'm not into it anymore. She's um, Yeah. <laughs> well, let's talk about something that might bring us a little joy, shall we? <laughs> because my God. <laughs> um. Anyway, so Days of Our Lives' ratings are starting to stabilize. Um, of course, you know, the past few months, they've had a lot of ups and downs. And, um, you know, story-wise, they've had a lot of ups and downs as well. Uh, but the show looks like it's starting to get a little bit better. And it looks like the ratings are agreeing with that. So, Rodrigo, what do you think, especially with... Um, them finally wrapping up Gwen's secret and Linda Dano coming on as Vivian. Ooh. What are you thinking? Um, I was loving this Gwen storyline until today's episode when I saw these flashback scenes that uh, <laughs> I don't know if they were trolling me or something. These flashbacks today with Jennifer and Struggle Laura. With the wigs and the water. I was like, Ron, are you trolling right now? Are you trying? What are you doing? Like this, uh, obviously you can't go back and like film Jamie Lynn Bauer in some like scenes from 25 years ago. So they had Marcy Miller playing Jennifer and Katie McLean playing Laura. And these scenes where Laura revealed that she knew that Jack had a daughter and she was paying off this lady. And, and then what's her name? Emily O'Brien was playing her mother, playing Gwen's mother. I was just so distracted by these wigs. I was just distracted by the whole thing. But at the same time, Matthew Ashford and Emily O'Brien had some great father they have some great cameras where they were going in on each other at this hospital today so that kind of saved it for me but as a whole the show i can feel a resurgence um especially with sierra's back and ben starting to be like okay I'm, I'm feeling that my girl is out there i'm about to go get her i'm gonna go get my girl and then the the end the culmination of this rape storyline with Allie and Charlie and all this stuff is coming to a close hopefully soon. And now I heard some good casting news. There's some black folks coming to Salem 
we're Jack and Harry, and they just casted her daughter, and, and they're connected to the Carvers. So I'm looking forward to that. And then Eli and Lonnie getting their baby back. And Vivian Gallant comes back tomorrow. Uh, it's just going to be, I mean, I'm excited about that part. I see like now I'm getting more into days. Like the first, last couple of months, I just been bored. I just think the story pacing was slow. Nothing was going on. But now shit is going on. I'm even enjoying Marcy Miller as Abby for the first time in a um, long time. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yes, I said it. I said what I said. I said what I said. I am enjoying Marcy Miller for the first okay. time. Okay. Oh my goodness. I am enjoying her. The way she's knocking the shit out of Gwen, popping the shit out of this bitch. That's, that's what she deserves. Abby's like, I don't know, this is research. This is this new side of Abby I'm loving because she's taking no prisoners, no bullshit from nobody, not even Chad. And she, I don't know, she just brings a different spirit to the role this time around. And I'm just like, okay, we can keep her. I mean, there's no- So <laughs> this is like be- the first time like ever that you felt something, correct? Yeah, I felt like, yeah. Cause I, mm-hmm. you know, I was always team Kate Manzie. I was, I said what I said, I was always Kate Manzie fan. I always thought Marcy Miller was too, you know, too Laura, uh, what's your, she was too like Little House on the Prairie, like too old school, like, I don't know. I can Laura understand. Laura Inglis Wilder. Laura Inglis Wilder. <laughs> I always felt that Marcy Miller, like, and I Marcy love both actresses, time. but I always thought Marcy was the stronger actress out of the two. Boy. I thought Marcy was. Boy. Only, well, so that? here's the thing. Did he just say that? Besides the EJ affair and besides the time she tried to burn Ben alive, those are really the only times Kate her, Nancy her ever Emmy shined Oh, no, don't Casey is choosing violence today. No, I can't Casey, don't do that time. because I'm like you, Casey. I love them. I've always liked Marcy Miller. I do prefer Kate Manzi, but I've always liked Marcy Miller. To me, Kate Manzi, she was more Devereaux. Marcy Miller's more Horton. She's more Jennifer's daughter. Kate Manzi's more Jack's daughter. So it, it was just two different sides of Abigail for me. I was fine with it. But see, no, well, I do. I like agree that. with that distinction, though. I do agree. You know, um, Marcy, and it's most evident when Marcy has scenes with Jamie Lynn that she is more Horton. And, you know, when Kate Manzi had, unfortunately, very little scenes throughout her time on the show with Matthew Ashford, which were always fabulous, you know, she was more Devereaux. But I, yeah, I always felt that Marcy was the stronger actress. Now that's well, just Mar- personal Marcy, opinion. Well, she's, well, she's bringing it this time because I don't know. I, I, I think hit. you say that, Casey, because yes, Marcy does damsel in distress well, but I get what Rodrigo's saying because most of Marcy- I get what he's saying, yeah. Yeah, mostly Marcy Miller's first one is that girl, she was just, Oh my God! Everyone's doing things. Yeah. To me. Blah blah blah. But now she's more like, I'm gonna beat your ass. Well, and here's and I didn't. I need her. I need her to get in Chad's ass more. That's the problem I'm having. Me too. Your husband well, cheated and, on you. Know, you she has you need to be beaten yeah, exactly because yes, Jake yeah. would be the reason why Gwen is in y'all lives, but Chad mm-hmm. is the reason the bitch is still there. Because Chad is the reason. Yeah. Chad is the one that she asked need, that bitch to face. She needs to pop. He want to help getting dirt She needs to pop Chad. She needs to pop Chad too. Pop him in his face a couple of times. She should have popped Chad first because he's the one that broke the right. vow. 
It's always get the woman. Now you need to le- you need to light him up too. Do I need you to put on that black <laughs> wig so you can beat Chad up? Do it the if black you need wig. To. But you need to come. You you know the only time I liked Abigail was when she had that black wig on it. I've been real upfront about it, so I don't care. But I'm just saying this go around, it's like there's a new fire up off in her. Abigail isn't boring, and that is the main problem that I have with the character. They didn't have her do anything except being a Chad appendant. But now she needs to F Chad up. I'm not playing. She better put hands on him. She needs to lay hands on him and not in the name of Jesus. I'm telling you for real. Yeah, I will say wrong. She gonna give Gwen that smoke. She mm, Ron understands how to write Marcy Miller. You know when a writer understands how to write an actress, like when Doug Marlin understood how to write Martha Byrne and Martha kind of became his muse early on in her career. And, you know, Bill Bell understood how to write um, Jess Walton, you know, trying to get viewers used to her being the new Jill all those years ago. You know, Ron understands how to write Marcy because... I didn't start liking Marcy until Ron took over in the beginning of, in the end of the Dario storyline, you know, where Abby was hit by the car and you know, she went off on Jennifer and she was like, everybody gets what they want. When do I get what I want? Girl, I felt that. Um, they just need to get us a new wardrobe, though. I'm, I'm so sick of those. Oh, like, yeah. They've always dressed yeah, Marcy terrible. Wardrobe. Yeah. I'm like, come on now. That's not how like, I know y'all, I know looking y'all. like. Y'all got a certain budget, but y'all can take y'all asses to Rainbow and get us some cute clothes now. That's yeah. You can get Cole's cash. I'm sure. I feel like she brings. I feel like she brings her own wardrobe to the damn to the set because I'm just like, hmm, this is not because they didn't dress Kate Manzu's Abby like this. So I don't understand why they surely did. But they I wonder sure though. Didn't. I wonder though if they feel that they have to do that so viewers understand the distinction between the two Abby, because you know how daytime things were stupid. Like, you know, that one time Jill went up to somebody she's known for years on Y&R and she said, oh, I'm Jill Foster Abbott Finmore. I was like, we've watched you for 40 years. We know who you are. Like, But, but they, all, they always do that or how- Yeah, they always think we're stupid. Somebody, yeah, or they'll be talking to somebody about their cousin and they say their cousin name by their whole name. Like we'll be watching GH and Sam will be like, well, you know, Nicholas Casnon, bitch, he's your cousin. <laughs> my favorite, my favorite on days though, is they feel, even though it is complicated, they always feel the need to tell us how Julie is related to everybody. Like we get it. She's Hope's sister in a fucked up way. And, but <laughs> pretty soon they all started calling Julie, Aunt Julie or Grandma Julie. <laughs> I just wanted to take the responsibility away from Marcy Miller to choose a wardrobe because clearly she's the one choosing it because she wants to dress like a sister wife for some reason. Mm. Yeah. Because I know for, for a fact, one of the only people that do dress themselves is Lauren Coslo. She dresses herself. Lauren does her own makeup. All of them do. But Lauren yeah. always they all Yeah, but Lauren always they- Like her and Christian Alfonso always Okay, they, they, makeup, choose, they, they choose their own clothes. The stylist brings in the stuff and they choose which outfit they want to wear. So if you have a problem with Marcy's clothes, you might want to take that over Marcy. I'm just saying. Ooh, but yeah. that's Marcy not girl. all the time, though. Not everybody does that, D, because sometimes they'll just come and oh. look, sometimes Marcy will say, oh, okay. Oh, I'm I'm so sorry. I just asked the actors that they have days in 2019 and that's what they said. So I'm just I'm just repeating what got told to me by four different people. 
And then I did ask Lauren Convo why she dresses like a couch. I did ask that question. I Ooh, sure did. Oh, she <laughs> yes, I did. What she said? And what she said? She said that you know, because I was like, because I asked her, I was like, this outfit you are wearing right now is fire. I said, why does Kate always be dressed up like somebody's couch, like somebody's curtain? And she said that she likes wearing the, she likes you know showing that. Kate can wear those vibrant colors and the the wild patterns, and she's a free spirit and she does what she wants. So the, the blue streak. It is what it head. is. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, her nails be fire. But I think, yeah, you know, Kate style. Kate style is so iconic to that character. Looking just well, like my Nana's couch, but I'm thing. saying they do have they do have a certain amount of choice. Camila said the same thing. You know, Camila chooses. Okay, they that choose bitch to be dressing. Okay, I'm like they choose their. Camila's outfits. got like, the, the best stylist, wardrobe. Right. The stylist, the stylist brings the brings the selections or whatever, and they choose what they want to wear. So if Mercy didn't want to dress like Little House on the Prairie, she could speak up and say something. The stylist will listen. I'm just saying that's a choice. So. Hopefully she's not listening to this because y'all straight up trashing the clothes. <laughs> Marcy, we, Marcy, we love the one who just said, "What do you mean we're trashing they, the they, clothes?" They bring, you know, <laughs> from J.C. Penny, I, put it on. I at least do it to their face. I don't care. I'll be straight up like, oh, I don't like do it. it to their face too. You know, I don't give a damn. What they need to stop though, I don't. I don't like it, Ron. You better stop with this Rafe and Nicole mess. You better stop this. I you don't already like know it. it's happening. You are. I know don't like it. Yeah, that, that, you're only doing it. You're only doing it because you know Sammy's coming back to town. You're gonna reignite Sammy and Nicole again because she's oh okay I, I see what you're doing blah blah I don't I, I, like I don't, it I don't like it either it's not, no I don't <laughs> I don't like, like it either. either but it's also you know he's not doing anything new because they, and like Alan said he shouldn't have fucking came back yeah, yeah. they just need to do like, like just like no, first on the show that's why no we're doing it was not no point because no they should not needed they should have went ahead and recast Eric Eric and Nicole could have had a nice surrogacy story. Where the surrogate could have went batshit crazy yeah. and tied. Nicole doesn't need a no, no. Nicole, Nicole doesn't need no more damn kids. No, she doesn't need, need another baby. baby. But, right. saying, but I'm just saying that would have been they, the next step. They just need to change Eric the paternity. All they need to do is change that paternity, and I would be happy. And we don't they need another have, paternity or, story on this day. Yeah, we, it could have exactly. been, been a nice adoption story. Imagine if Nicole we don't need that either. I'm just saying. Imagine Nicole's sister Taylor died off screen. And they end up with her baby, and then the baby daddy comes and wants his child, and the baby daddy is Jeremy Horton and Andrew Donovan. That's the fucking story. I'm just they ain't got to keep the kid, but it's a nice story. And then we be aggressive for Eric and Nicole. They just got married. What the fuck else are they gonna do? I would rather I, have that than 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 Eric being in the funk of Congo some goddamn where. I agree. No drums Eric, and shit. Eric needs yeah. to be recast. I don't believe for a second Eric would not come home to his own damn wife. And choose to go, choose the villagers in Congo over his. I don't believe wife. Eric would have been gone. You are coming back. They knew Greg was not coming back. They should have just, <laughs> excuse, they should have just recasted Eric. They should have had a plan to recast. As Eric, as a former away. priest, wouldn't have been there for his niece as her life falls apart with a rape. I mean, he wouldn't have been there for her. He wouldn't have gotten on the plane and comforted her. I mean, Ugh. As soon as GH fired Mark Lawson, they should have been like, holla at your girl. Come here real quick. Ooh. They should have pulled a Frank Valentini and been right there off in that parking lot. Honey, okay. they can't afford yeah, to pull a Frank Valentini. Ken, Ken and Ron and Abdullah Arthur should have been at that waiting 
at the door for Mark Larson to come in and be like, you don't, you are new. Actor. I'm just saying they should have pulled a Frank Valentini yeah. and they should have been waiting right there in that parking just lot tell him, for him and made whether him you like it or not. You start pulled up Monday. in the stretch limo, be like, come here, baby, come in this limo right now. We're gonna take you to Burbank. We're <laughs> okay. take you to Burbank now. <laughs> Look, Sherry Corday with her weird, her weird okay. smile be that like, goes from ear to ear. <laughs>。ハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハ
playing Susan. Oh, that's I think always she's a treat. Yeah, come on now. That, that's, why, that's why I called her yeah. the best recast, female recast in the last decade. Because And then she got Billy, my man, fan. Like, only did you get, like, Kristen, but you got Susan down pat. Yep. Oh my god. Like, and you didn't you, and, and you and, and what kills me, she she didn't mimic Eileen at all. She's doing her they own gave, suit. It's like, yeah. they gave her they gave her the rundown of who Kristen is, they gave her the rundown of who Susan is, and she went and ate that shit up. And it's what's up great about Stacy, much like Eileen, is they're action actresses. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. As soon as the red light comes on that camera, okay, they're gonna mm-hmm. make it do what it do in one take. I've never seen Stacey Hardy phone in at all. No, no not, not at all. on Young and the Rest is War Days of Our Lives. Not even okay. on All My Children for two weeks. <laughs> I mean, okay. there's a nothing roll, but she ate it up. Exactly. She said, look, this might lead to something else. <laughs> um, so anyway, as we close out the show here, um, I thought we would take the time to remember uh, Cicely Tyson who, as everybody knows, passed away on January 28th at the age of 96. Um, Of course, Cicely is not only a legendary actress who touched film and television, she also touched the soap opera world, when in 1966, from uh, the summertime to December, she played the role of Martha Frazier on The Guiding Light. Uh, making her the very first Black actress to ever have a contract on a daytime soap opera. Um, Tiggs, uh, as we wrap up here, what has the passing of Cicely Tyson meant to you? She was like the Black grandmother of Hollywood. She was so iconic and a trailblazer. I didn't even know that about God and Light. I mean, just look at that. Just And that was just her... just wanting to be an actress and she wasn't trying to break any glass ceilings or anything like that she just wanted to work and that's what she did and I don't even have a favorite role of Cicely Tyson Cicely Tyson was one of those actresses no matter what she was in you were happy to see her that's it it was just like oh Cicely Tyson is oh girl I'm watching they could have been talking about cockatoos three hours Cicely Tyson is what I'm watching so you know she lived a long, good life. And, and like she told Gail King just a few days before she died, you know, I did my best. And the best is what the fuck she was. That's what she did. And I just hope she's resting peacefully. And I'm, and I'm happy she got her flowers while she was here. She knew she was loved. And, and people acknowledged how legendary and iconic she was and how much she meant to so many people. Because it was because of her. We have so many black actresses right now. All it took was for the God and light to give her that chance. And there she went. So rest in peace to a real one. Mm-hmm. Um, Alan, what are your thoughts on the passing of Cicely Tyson? Pretty sad. She lived a long life, low. And I, I just want to note that she became famous when she was an older person. So... You know, this is a show led. It's not too late. You can do anything you want to. Doesn't matter your age. Most certainly. She, she sure the hell did. I mean, up to when up to her role on how to get away with murder when she killed that fucking role. Oh my god. I murdered. 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 
that yeah. role at her age. And she just she just kept it going right to the end. She kept working. She kept working right to the end. And shout out to Tyler Perry for that beautiful tribute he posted on Instagram showing Cicely getting her own studio at Tyler Perry Studio, getting a studio named after her. And you can see the emotions in her. Like she was just, it felt as if I find, I, I've, through all the hard work she did, just paid off. And she just, you see it in the lights, you see it in the tribute to her. The actors coming on Twitter, all the tributes to her on Twitter, all the, especially the, uh, all the people that have come after her that she paved the way for. It, it was just so beautiful to see like all of Black Hollywood just coming together and just paying tribute to this woman for everything she's done. And like, I, since Sissy has been in my life, since my whole life, since I was a child, like my whole life, I've known about Cicely Tyson, Jane Pittman, all, all, those, all those movies she did. Bruce Appel, all everything she's done, like she just had this presence. But when she got on How to Get Away with Murder, with her and Viola Davis, you could see like the torch was being passed mm -hmm. to Viola because, like, you, it's just right, it was right there in front of you. You see the generations in front of you, you see mm -hmm. like where it's all, where it's where it began, where it's, and you know, what I mean, it's just it was a sight to see, and like. I am going to miss that woman. I can't, I'm going to get her book because I want to read her story. Because I just feel like I have so much, I have so much to, I don't know a lot. I have so much to learn more about her that I might be surprised. So yes, rest in peace, to the, rest in peace to this queen, rest in peace to this, to Black Hollywood's queen. I mean, that's just how I feel. I mean, she will be missed greatly. But for and, her to just come on and just well, how to get away with murder and and just kind of Viola Davis just like little girl, let me show you something, and that's pretty much what she did in every scene with Viola. And Viola took it, ran with it, and it was like a masterclass. Indeed, then um, you know it's pretty amazing. And 2015, she was named a Kennedy Center uh, honoree. In 2016, she received the Presidential Medal of Freedom. And in 2020, she was inducted into the Television Hall of Fame. So Dee, what does the passing of such a legend mean to you? Everything Rodrigo said, there's nothing else I can honestly add. Rodrigo covered it all. I mean, she, she's an icon and people that don't know her should know her and people that don't know her, they're looking out. I mean, she could do master class and she was she inspired everyone around her. She was the best. Yes, she most certainly was. So definitely um, here at the chat, our thoughts and prayers are with the loved ones of Cecily Tyson. Um, and wow, what a career and legacy she has left behind. Um, Tiggs, where can our listeners find you on Twitter? You can find me at the Ben Master Part 2. And then, Alan, what about you? You can find me being a bitch at Alan Sarapa. Rodrigo, what about you? You can find me at Rodrigo's World 81. And finally, the gorgeous Miss D, where can they find you? 
you can find me looking for my outfit that I'm gonna wear to the neighbor wedding at TMZDD. <laughs> and you can find me at KCS Hutch. And of course, you can always find our show at the chat underscore podcast. Thank you too, uh, so much for tuning in. And we will see everybody next week. Bye. Wear two masks. Bye. Wash your ass. Bye. Mind your business. Wear a mask. COVID is still here, people. Okay. Telling that to Donnie Boaz. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you.